Sounds like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, people? Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. It is Thursday, February 24th. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. Was planning on having a guest here with me tonight as recording this on Wednesday, but uh, that fell through kind of last minute. So uh, solo pod for this week, but looking forward to hopefully bringing them back on here next week. Tons of great content coming up through the month of March. So as we wrap up February... Uh, it's always fun hanging out with you guys, so appreciate you checking out today's show. As a quick reminder, get those podcast reviews in. This is a good time for uh, for people to find new podcasts, as some are kind of dialing it back. But here on the DWZ Network, we're in full force, uh, dropping content uh, at least four days a week right now. I mean, we're really cruising. So uh, reviews wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, for one, you can see my lighting is still not figured out. I'm working on it. It'll happen. Don't worry. Right now, I'm very blue tinted in this very poorly lit room. But uh, if you are if you are checking us out on YouTube or you want to check us out on YouTube, do that. Dynasty Warzone Network. Dynasty, search Dynasty Warzone. You'll find us. Subscribe there. Turn those notifications on. Whenever we go live, uh, then you can hang out with us, mess with us in the chat, those types of things. I'm hoping to do at least... Uh, a few live shows this off season to get more interaction with you guys. Uh, but as always, appreciate the kind words and feedback from you. But five-star reviews on the uh, on the podcast platforms would be much, much, much appreciated. Uh, on today's show, going to take a shifting gears a bit. So uh, today's show is now going to be coaching. <laughs> coaching changes for 2022. Uh, this will be talked about at length, even on this na- network as well, about some of these impact moves will change dynasty values, but I'm going to take a quick look at instant impact. 2022, as we know, coach, these coaches changed quick. We had a lot of changes this offseason, and I'm going to say that most of these weren't really the sexiest moves, and some of the guys that we thought were going to be new head coaches weren't. Some new names came out of the woodwork, and some old names came out of the woodwork. So we're going to take a quick look. Three up, three down. So three winners, three losers. Uh, in my opinion, from the coaching changes heading into the 2022 season. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, first one, my biggest winner, the one that I liked the most for fantasy purposes, including like right away, is Doug Peterson to Jacksonville. I know his turn, his tenure in Philadelphia did not go so well to the end of it, but he has Super Bowl ring. Can't complain about that. But what I do love is the offensive-minded head coach coming to Jacksonville with young quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Last year, it literally couldn't have gotten any worse. They could have hired an up, up, uh, upside-down broom with a bucket on his head, right, or it, like for a head. And it would have been fine because that was a disgrace last year in Jacksonville. And dynasty owners especially, but fantasy owners who are expecting, a, at minimum, tons of fantasy production from a high-volume offense did not get that. We were robbed of that. So for dynasty purposes, obviously, the Trevor Lawrence factor is a big spin. But I think even in 22, right out of the gate, you saw Trevor Lawrence put up 600 pass attempts as a rookie and overall, though, that offense did not produce much fantasy goodness besides the running back position. With ETN coming back, hopefully they can add a little bit more weaponry to around Trevor Lawrence as well at the wide receiver position. TJ Chark could be on the way out. Um, I want to see them add some weapons, but bringing an offensive-minded head coach is a great start. This is a litmus test now. We're going to see, I think, right out of the gate uh, what Lawrence is and if he's going to be a star uh, down the line and a high and, and a valued starter in 2022. 
or if we're looking at a QB2 in Superflex League. So I like the Doug Peterson signing as a head coach. Usually the retread thing kind of gets annoying, but I think for Jacksonville, hopefully it'll bring a little bit of stability uh, to that offense and put them in a good position for that team to take that step that volume will equal production because we surely did not see that in 2020 and 2021 uh, from this offense and some of the young pieces that it had. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what J Doug Peterson can do in Jacksonville after taking a year off from Philadelphia. Number two on the three up, I'm going to go with Josh McDaniels. Uh, getting his second chance of being a head coach after that disastrous performance in Denver, went back, hung out in New England for a long time, worked for the Colts for like 30 seconds. Uh, but he's been with the Patriots. He's been under Bill Belichick. And McDaniels is going to get his shot once again to see. Is he going to outsmart himself again? Is he going to bring an offense so that's been productive uh, to the Raiders? That's what I'm hoping. The big question mark is Derek Carr. There's rumors they're going to bring him back. He's their guy. $40 million. Uh, good for you, Derek Carr. But uh, I think for fantasy purposes, the big win here should hopefully be an uptick in that offense. If they keep Derek Carr, I'm fine with that for fantasy. Not going to say Carr is going to be a high-end fantasy starter. Um, but I think what McDaniels is going to do, the biggest winner here as far as uh, for me is Josh Jacobs. I think that what we saw from him last year, a little uptick in the pass receiving, that should be good. Uh, we'll see if McDaniels uses more of a two-back system. But uh, we've seen that New England offense rely heavily on the running game. Even some of the Brady years, they really focused on the run game. Those running backs produced a ton of touchdowns. We saw that last year, especially again. Um, so McDaniels did a hell of a job with rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. We'll see if that impacts Jones's uh, progress as an NFL starter and progressing um, in the league. But I like the signing for the Raiders. There was a lot of, you know, not a lot of stability there last year to bring in an offensive minded head coach. Again, good up for fantasy. Didn't have a ton of, had a, had a few of those, not a ton of those. Um, but I like uh, Josh McDaniels there. So I, I'm good with the Raiders, and I'm especially excited about Josh Jacobs after a really solid performance last year. Uh, I think he can uh, replicate that, if not better, uh, in 2022. And people just don't like him. So you could probably get him for a really good round two value. Last one here for the three up. I'm going to go with – this one Was a, I was debating. I was debating between the Giants, but I, really, I went with Denver. Uh, having a defensive-minded head coach has not helped that offense clearly over the last couple of years. They have on it, honestly, if you took the quarterback out of it and just looked at Javante Williams and the receivers there, the guys they resigned, and having Sutton um, back healthy last season and the tight ends, both of them. This is a super talented offense, but you're missing the biggest piece, and that's still missing, right? They're gonna have to address the quarterback position now. Uh, talked about it on the wish list show last week. I'm hoping that they land one of the big veterans because Nathaniel Hackett coming over from Green Bay is the new head coach. He was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay the last two seasons. He worked in Jacksonville before that, uh, and he was the offensive coordinator that year, the Blake Bortles Leonard Fournette 2017, and was one of the top rushing teams in the league. So I think that Nathaniel Hackett coming in, really, again, just an offensive-minded head coach coming into Denver is going to be a plus for those weapons. So if you believe in this in those weapons at all from a talent perspective, in Dynasty, you need to go get them now. For redraft, we're going to get the benefit of knowing who the quarterback is by the time we get there. But honestly, the minute they get anyone, whether it's a draft pick or they sign a free agent or make a trade, all those guys' values are going up. So this is the time right now to go acquire those guys. And now people are going to be aware of that. They're probably not dumb. But I still think that the value you can get them for now is going to be cheaper than the minute that move actually happens. Right. So uh, for me, 2022, I'm liking 
what I'm seeing out of Denver finally saying, all right, we got to get some offense in here. Um, now we'll see how serious they are when they address the quarterback position. But from the head coaching standpoint, I like bringing in uh, Hackett as the head coach. There might have been some other guys I might have preferred, but I think that's the one I want to look at. I'm going to add like a, I did three up, three down. I'm going to do like three and a half up. The other one, again, I was debating all the Giants uh, with Brian Dable, but we'll see on that front. Uh, I've been burned by Daniel Jones a lot of times. So that might have been a, uh, one of the ups that you guys were maybe expecting or a winner, uh, but I'm going to kind of keep that in reserve just a, just a bit. Three down, three situations that I think potentially got worse for fantasy owners, especially heading into 2022. A lot of uncertainty. For me, I put at the top of the list, this is one of the, this is a team that, didn't get a head coaching change, but did lose their offensive coordinator. And as a lot of the offensive coordinator names that were being bounced around as potential movers in the league, uh, Buffalo losing Brian Dayball, I think, is going to hurt them. Now, they promoted from within, so you have the familiarity. Ken Dorsey uh, moves to the OC position. He's been the quarterback coach in Buffalo the last three years. Aligns real nice with, with Josh Allen's progression, so that's good. But Dayball, to me, is not just a warm body. He's a difference maker. And especially, you know, the thing that makes me nervous sometimes maybe about Hackett, uh, which in the situation we just talked about is, you know, he had some OC success in Jacksonville. He goes to Green Bay, and he's the offensive coordinator in title, but he's working behind the floor, right? How smart is this guy? Like, uh, you know, McDaniel and uh, heading to uh, Miami from San Francisco. Like, some of these guys, like, you don't really know, is it, that the head coach is really that good when he's offensive minded and you're just the guy that's kind of hanging around him. So you get a job. Um, so we'll, we'll, some of those things have to play out, but back to Buffalo losing Dayball, he is behind uh, McDermott as the head coach, who's a defensive guy, right? So Dayball really transformed that offense. He does a lot of, a lot of different things. And I think for, for the giants to land him is great, but I think the biggest, the, the biggest ramification of this and the loser here could be the Buffalo offense, not having Dayball in that building anymore, having Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator, really getting his first shot at that role and not having that safety net of a head coach overseeing it that is going to control that offense a little bit more. So um, I'm going to be interested to see. I still think Josh Allen's a top two quarterback. Don't need to worry about that. Um, even if he takes a dip, he's still got uh, enough of a lead with that rushing ability that you should be able to feel good about it. But I think it caps the offense just a little bit where I'd be a little bit uncertain about them taking a, even even another step. And some of these guys like Diggs took a little bit of a step back last year. So as far as his fantasy production. So Buffalo for me is one of the, is a loser three down. It's going to lead off the Buffalo Bills. That's the one that I'm most concerned about. And this team didn't even have any changes at the top. It was losing Brian Dable to their OC. All right. So Dable moves to uh, from Buffalo, a, t- another, a team though that did change their uh, head coach that I have as number two on the three down list is the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston got tied up in this Flores thing. And it really felt like they panicked. Then they hired the same guy they fired. They fired, fired David Kelly after uh, a year in which, what is he going to do? What results did you expect? They bring in Lovey Smith uh, or promote Lovey Smith as the head coach. I even forgot that he was a head coach. Already, this is already his third time. I forgot about Tampa Bay, which he was an utter failure there. Um, again, defensive minded head coach for fantasy. I don't love this. Houston's already struggling with weapons. This is a team you're just trying to milk one or two fantasy assets out of, and you and you bring in or you promote defensive minded Lovey Smith. That's not going to help us. 
Um, they promoted, they fired their offensive coordinator from last year, and they brought, they promoted passing game coordinator from 2021, Pep Hamilton, which is a name that we're all familiar with uh, because he's bounced around the league quite a bit. So for me, Houston hiring Levy Smith pretty much showed that they still don't know what they're doing, regardless of who's at the top. No matter how far away Bill O'Brien is from this team, this is an organization that has no idea what they're doing. And they bring in Levy Smith, and we won't be surprised that we're having a conversation at this same time next year about Houston's new head coach regime. So for me, this is if you have hopes for Davis Mills, like he'll be two, or whoever the hell they have at running back in that backfield, it's probably going to be a new name uh, this season, or even Brandon Cooks. I just don't, I don't see a lot of positives here uh, as far as for the Houston Texans. So this is a team that's already pretty low on people's radar as far as fantasy prospects go. But I think this did nothing but hurt it, uh, bringing in defensive head coach, defensive-minded head coach, Lovey Smith, and was one of the a couple defensive-minded head coaches that ended up getting head coaching jobs. So uh, for me, no, no bueno, no bueno. All right, last one from the three down. We're moving quick today. So uh, sorry, this one's going to be a little bit shorter. Hopefully it can be short. Uh, but for me, New Orleans, uh, lo- losing Sean Payton is a big loss. Promoting from within the defensive coordinator, uh, Dennis Allen as their head coach is not not good. Um, they kept Pete Carmichael, who's technically the offensive coordinator, quote unquote, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, for the last 12 years or whatever in New Orleans. But again, who's the genius here? The guy that has the title or the guy that has the headset? And that was Sean Payton, clearly. This is a guy that had control of that team, had control of that offense. Um, we already saw what one year without Drew Brees looks like, but what is year one of no Sean Payton? look like how will the offense change not only do you have the question marks around Alvin Kamara and his pro bowl antics um but you still don't have a quarterback here is it is it busted up Taysom Hill now there's rumors earlier this week that Jameis Winston could be brought back um I'm concerned about this offense as a whole to begin with uh with some of those questions especially if AK's out of there uh, or suspended in any games but for me losing your head offensive minded head coach promoting a defensive coordinator to that position uh, that doesn't always bode well. And it's, and then when you have a OC, now is he actually going to have to do the job after not maybe doing it um, on game day uh, for the last few years, especially. So we will see on that one, but not a big fan of, uh, of those situations. So three up, we got the Jags, Raiders, and Broncos. It sounds like a, a bad joke, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, and then the three down, Buffalo, Houston, New Orleans. Now, some of those ups, they had nowhere to go but up. Um, but uh, I think these are situations that we need to monitor fantasy purposes. When you're looking at these teams, changes in head coaches, changes in offensive coordinator are going to make a difference. You got to take, you got to account for that when you're evaluating these players for 2022. I'll leave you guys with this. I think there are three situations that I'm okay with how this thing shook out. Now I feel bad for some of these guys. I'm not getting their chance yet, but uh, Kansas city, Dallas, Tampa Bay, all three offensive coordinators there were up for head coaching jobs, had multiple interviews, and those guys were all retained. The music stopped. There was not a seat left on the bus. Uh, and I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, I think consistency in Kansas City should be fine. We've seen uh, Andy Reid's obviously running the show there, so we're good. But in Dallas, with Kellen Moore, another year of continuity between that offense is, is a good one. I know they struggled a little bit down the stretch, so we'll keep it on the Dallas Cowboys. But I like the fact Kellen Moore is still going to be there. And in Tampa, again, a lot of shakeup there with Tom Brady retiring, but Byron Leftwich still being the offensive coordinator. Uh, we're going to get to see how they address their quarterback situation and some of these weapons, a- a.k.a. Gronk and Godwin and the running backs. 
But I think Leftwich being there, hopefully a little bit of continuity with uh, in Tampa with some big question marks should help. So uh, those are some situations that I'm feeling pretty good about that didn't actually change at all. Um, again, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Bucks all retain their offensive coordinators, all high-powered offenses that produce multiple fantasy options. So there you have it. Again, apologies were a little bit short today, or I'm a little, little bit short on the time here. Um, under 20 minutes, but uh, quick hitting coming at you. Hopefully you guys found this stuff useful. Again, going to be back next week. Going to have a guest um, on the next few shows. I got some lined up, so really looking forward to chatting with them. But don't forget five-star reviews wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, continue to check out all the great shows here on the DWZ Network. And until then, I will catch you boys next week. I'll see you in March. See you.